in that dominion that God gave to man, one thing that will observe is the fact that God gave man what we call free will. And now in that free will that was given to man, that's where you find the power to decide, the power to make decisions. So the title of my sharing today is The Power of Decision or The Power of Choices. We are on part two today. Last week I said something that I'm, I'm reminding us even today that our daily life is full of decisions. The average human being makes thousands upon thousands of decisions on a daily basis. That tells you that we make a lot of decisions. Ranging from what you are going to put on, what you will eat, where you will go, what you will be doing. Those are, are routine decisions, daily decisions that we make. But then, we also have lifetime decisions. These are decisions to do with maybe what, what you start, what job you take up, who you decide to marry and which church you belong to. Those are some of the very, very, or the most important decisions that we make in our lives. Then if you remember, I shared with us three points, one to three points that will help us to make quality or right decisions in our lives. So let's have a brief recap. Number one, I said, if you are to make right or good decisions, you need to know your weakness. Because no, nobody in this life knows everything. And nobody in this life is good at everything. We are limited in our understanding of things, in our knowledge, in our ability, in our experiences. So there is need for us to be humble. There is need for us to know that we need people. So knowing your weakness will help you to focus on your strength as well as help you to become humble in life. That was point number one. Point number two, I said, you need to choose carefully who you listen to. Proverbs 26, verse 4. The Bible says, for my wise counsel, you will wage your own war. And in a multitude of counselors, the receptive. So here I talked about the importance of people around us. But I was very careful to highlight and to tell us today, in as much as we need people around us to speak into our lives, we need to be careful who we listen to. That's what I emphasize on, because every one of us has a blind spot. We need other people to help us. And I said, people are mirrors in our lives. They help to see better what we can see. There is an angle. They will look at something that is different from how we look at it. And I mentioned that there are certain qualities we need to look at. We need to look at character. Not just going to people to get uh, something from them. We need to look at character. Do they have inspired character? 
They want someone that has got a compromised lifestyle will give you compromised advice. And I also said there is need for us to look for the presence of wisdom. You can't just go to someone and ask for advice if they they have no track record of wisdom. Then number three, I said you also need to look for the ability in a particular person. Are they able to keep secrets? Because people would want to share their personal details with someone that is able to keep secrets. Then lastly, I said, if we are to make right decisions, we must always pray and we must learn to leave everything to God. We must learn to commit everything to God. Because Proverbs chapter 19 verse 21, the Bible says there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel is what will stand. Many are the plans of a man, but it is the Lord's will that will stand. So apart from good advice, apart from knowing your weakness, apart from being surrounded by many counselors, there is need for us to pray to God. Why? Because good advice is not always the will of God. Good advice is not godly advice. And I said the majority is not always right. So you need God's approval. Because there are instances where, where even many people that will surround you, they will advise you something that is against the will of God. And that is why Jesus prayed. He came to a point where he felt like giving up in the garden of Gethsemane. He said, Father, if it's possible, take away this cup of suffering. By that, how he ended the prayer, he said, not my will, your will be done. So let's go to three points for today and to go that. We can go to point number four. Is the volume okay? Okay, or is it quite long? Okay. Okay, all right. So let's go to point number four for today. Okay, I think the keyboard can also go up. Point number four for today, if you want to make quality or right decisions, don't just look at the now. Look ahead. So don't just focus on uh, today's enjoyment. Be mindful of tomorrow's consequences. So don't just get excited looking at the now. Consider the cost or consequences of your choice. So if you have to make right decisions, don't just look at today. Look ahead. Why do I say so? Every decision that we make today, every decision that we'll make tomorrow, every decision that we'll make even two, three years from now, has got consequences. Every cause has got effects, and every action has got every action. There is no way we can be deciding 
and we expect our lives to be full of coincidence. There is no way. Life is not a coincidence. Life is not an accident. Life is made up of the daily choices and decisions. So for every choice, for every decision that you want to make or take, it is important for you and I to ask ourselves whether we are, we are ready to live with the impact or consequences of the choices that we are making. That is what we call wisdom. Wisdom is seen beyond what you are doing. So don't, don't just be excited or focus on instant gratification. Because a lot of decisions or choices that we, we get to struggle with on a daily basis, they may look so attractive in the short term, but they turn out to have damaging effects in the long term. You might seem as if you are enjoying it now, but certain decisions have got damaging effects in the long term. So if you start to make decisions, my point is, don't just focus on the short term enjoyment. You should also look at the long term consequences. When David committed adulterers with Bathsheba, I believe he only concentrated on on the enjoyment there. He never looked at the bigger picture. David went ahead to kill Uriah, the woman's husband. But we are able to see that there was a payment to one decision that David made. He did only pay once. He paid many times for one to one decision. The first thing that happened, God said, the child that is going to be born will die. David tried to pray. Not only pray, but the Bible tells us he went into a fast. In other sense, let me tell you one thing. Fasting will not twist the arm of God. Fasting will not change God. Fasting is for you. Fasting changes you. I remember two years ago, in Pope mistaken, we were dealing with a young lady, my wife. And she came home and so she told us this was strange because this is somebody that we knew that fasting was very far from our life. So now, from nowhere, she told us now I'm on a fast. And I remember one of the comments I said, I hope she's not pregnant. And in no time we discovered she was pregnant. That people are too down, they're too foolish to think you should fast 
First thing is going to abort the pregnancy. First thing is going to take away the consequences. Don't do that. If you have missed that, just confess your sin. God is going to forgive you. God has got no problem with someone messing up. He has a problem when we try to hide our sin. Proverbs 28, verse 6, the Bible says that he that confesses their sin will find mercy. But he that hides their sin will destroy their own lives. So David, on top of that sin he did, he tried to cover it up. But before Uriah was killed, you and I are aware that Uriah was withdrawn from the battlefield. And when he was withdrawn from the battlefield, David told him, you must be very tired to go and rest at, at your place. The intent was to force Uriah to sleep with the wife. Now the Bible tells us that Uriah was very loyal and disciplined ever did that. So now the child died. The other thing that also happened was there were a lot of problems in his family. The other consequence was that David was told, you will not build my house because your house are full of blood. Blood. The other thing that happened, I'm talking about one thing that David committed, and now there are many consequences. The other consequence was that his wives were given to other men. One of the biggest problems we have in the world today it's because of Abraham's poor decision. When he listens to the wife to beget Ishmael, for those of you that know what I'm talking about, praise the Lord, those who are lost, go and reach your life. But then you know what? Even Adam in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, we have taught that through one man's disobedience, sin entered the world. So, if you are going to decide, beloved says, I'm kindly asking you, I'm telling you this, don't just look at the now, look at the long term consequences that will come. But we have got good news. Through one man's obedience, Jesus decided to submit to the will of God the Father on the cross. And that brought you in the eye salvation. Abraham made a mistake. But then on the other hand, we are taught he believed God. And he's a father of faith. So the decisions of life and those to be made in isolation and desperation. You need to take your time because 
Your decisions have got a linkage to the consequences that you will live by in this life. You can never separate the decisions you make from the consequences you face. And I said you can never separate a human being from decisions because our life on a daily basis is made up of the decisions that we make. Today someone may be happy with a bad decision. They may have made solving a particular problem. It seems like they're heroes. Now, don't forget when the dust settles, it catches up. If not catching up with you, it will catch up with the children. If Abraham knew that the cancer or the advice of his wife Sarah was unfortunate, he was going to say, Sarah, my wife, I know that you are very nice to me. You love me. You care for our reputation. I know you are so you are so concerned. That's very nice of you. You are the most generous woman I know. But she was taken, and what decision she made has cost her the world today. So there is need for us to carefully consider. The decisions we want to make at every stage and level of our life. Because your decisions or your choices do not just affect you, they affect even the people around. So don't just focus on today, look ahead. Look ahead. Think about tomorrow. If you are to make right, Godly and good decisions don't just focus on today. That was point number four. Let's go to point number five, which is our second point for today. Okay, let me not confuse you. Number five. To make quality or right decisions, learn to implement your plan. Learn to implement your plans. Because a dream will remain a dream if you do not wake up and if nothing is done about it. An idea will die as an idea if you don't actualize it. Now, after receiving counsel from others, after knowing your weakness, Discovering what you're good at, after praying about it, then you need to make a decision. Do you know that sometimes making a bad decision lies in not making a decision? For example, if you are struggling with which church you want to belong to. And as you are waiting for God to speak, you are just staying at home. Now, not making a decision in that regard 
becomes wrong. Because staying home will do you little or no good. We need to act. Some people remain at the consideration stage. Some people keep on counting the costs without making a choice to act responsibly and with courage. These are people that keep going back and forth with confusion around because they are not taking a step. If you want to make right decisions, don't just have good ideas, don't just have good plans, you need to act as well. Because sometimes a delay to act, a delay to do something, will result in lost opportunities. Why do I say so, beloved sense? I'm here to tell you this. Doors of opportunity do not remain open forever. Some opportunities in life will only come once. Some opportunities, maybe by the grace of God, will come for the second time, the third time, like it was even for Jonah. The Bible says the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. By the grace of God, you may have another opportunity. But my point is this. If you have an opportunity to make a decision today, do not procrastinate. Do not delay. Because time wasted is never recovered. After you have prayed, what are you doing? If you say you have faith, what are you doing to complement or to confess your faith? Because faith without Waste is dead. Point number six, which is our last point for today. If you are to make right decisions, then you need to continue doing things. According to the will of God. If you are to make right decisions, you need to continue doing things God's way. Why do I say so? Don't try to finish in the flesh what started in the spirit. After you have made a choice, always know that every decision, every choice you make has got consequences. If you start your school with God, continue with God. Don't bring in something else along the way. If you, if, if you base your foundation for the relationship you are in, for your marriage, for your business, on God, then you must continue with God. A lot of people mess up and they make wrong decisions because along the way, where they started with God, God is no longer in the picture. There are certain people that ask God for a job. And God provided that job. 
Now, when you get frustrated along the way, don't just sit that job without praying about it. God is the one who is supposed to tell you to leave. So now, some people who leave, they will stop working when God has not spoken. And these are the people that, for example, even, even those of us that are in ministry, I always tell people one thing that if God has not spoken to you to be a full time minister, never be a full time minister. Because you'll find yourself in problems that alas, you will start kissing God's people. But if God is the one who has instructed you, He has got His own way of sustaining you. Even for Abraham, I mentioned he had God. When God told him, I want you to give me Isaac. He was obedient enough, he started off, and they were going to the place of sacrifice. Then, as they continued, they came to a place where God spoke to Abraham for the second time. And he said, don't proceed to kill Abraham, I mean Isaac. So it's very important that at every stage of our life, we must always hear God. Don't make an assumption. Don't, do not become familiar with God. The fact that that someone blessed people somewhere else does not mean to bless people inside. So it's very important for us to always hear God at every stage of our life. Sometimes I know we are faced with fear. But when, you know, when fear wants to creep in, we must always remind ourselves that God has not given us the spirit of fear. When you make a decision, sometimes you will be filled with a lot of uncertainties. But here is what I want you to carry with you as we are about to leave this place. If you are to continue in God, point A, you need to continue living by faith. Because the Bible says without faith, no one can please God. There are people that, imagine if the Bible says without faith, no one can please God. It means that a life without faith is a life that displeases God. How do you continue making right decisions if you are always confessing things like, I have lost my faith, I have lost hope. Romans 14, verse 23, the Bible says that for whatever we do without faith is a sin. We do not walk by sight, we walk by faith. What moves God is not what you're going through. What moves God is not your tears. What moves God is your faith when you are going through whatever you're going through. 
So you need to come to take with the decisions that you are making on a daily basis. Even when you make mistakes, you need to have a positive outlook of what you are going through. You need to maintain your faith confession. I know sometimes we cannot reverse the bad decisions or choices that we have made before, but even when we mess up, we must never lose our faith. We can talk about Abraham. Abraham messed up. But one thing is said in Romans chapter 4, verse 16, 20, faith. Because God is able to turn a hopeless situation to work for our good if we maintain our faith confession. If we have our faith God does not want us to insult him in the storm. He wants us to call upon him. Imagine Jesus was sleeping in that boat. They were busy crying. They were busy worried. Being worried with whatever was happening. It, it had to take them, taking a step, calling upon Jesus, waking him up. Now, in a nutshell, God neither speaks nor slanders. But what we are able to learn from that scenario is that God will not just assume, will not just come through for you if you don't call upon him. So maintain your faith in God. B, you need to always trust God for the best. Hallelujah. By the grace of God, we believe that God is able to bring out the best out of the West. We should live every day at a time. We should trust God to guide us to make the decisions that we have made went for a good. So some of the decisions that we make are major. Like I mentioned, who you decide to marry, your career, which church choose to belong to, what business or what job, because these are lifetime decisions. Sometimes your decisions will affect your children, will involve your children. Where you should take them for school. How you want to rent them. Where you want to stay. Those are very important decisions because sometimes where people stay affects even the upbringing of children. We can do our best to make right decisions, to even advise other people, receiving advice from other people and so much more, but we must above or trust God that when we have done our best, even when we have messed up, God in his power, in his grace and in his mercy will make all things work together for good. It's my prayer that we are not just going to focus on today 
we are going to look ahead. The Lord is going to help us. We can please rise to our feet as we pray. Pepper say, we should forget to know that I'm going to be That I will say, So now let me go through the points of giving from point one to six. I said number one, if you have to make right, godly or good decisions, you need to know your weakness. Because we are not good at everything, we don't know everything. We are limited in our experiences and our abilities. And number two, I said we should choose who we listen to. Number three, I said we should always pray and learn to commit all to God. Number four, I said if we are to make right decisions, we should look ahead and not just focus on today. We should consider the cost or consequences of our choices and our decisions. Because every decision that we make has got implications and consequences. Number five, I said, if we are to make right decisions, we must not only talk about good decisions, we must begin to act. Because a dream will remain a dream if you don't wake up and do something about it. Ideas will die as ideas if you don't actualize them. A lot of people have made bad choices in life. Not that they made bad choices, but they could not implement good choices or ideas they had. And number six, I made it clear that if we are to make right decisions, then we must be able to finish in the spirit if we started in the spirit, because whatsoever you receive by prayer, maintained by what? By prayer. Last week I said this. I said, if you were believing God for scholarship and you go to school, it does not mean you stop praying. You will need to keep praying. If you go to second year, you don't stop praying, you keep praying. Even when you graduate, you keep praying because you will need a job. You will need establishment. When you get established for you to keep up with whatsoever you are doing, maybe if it's a job or anything else, you still need to keep praying because you can be fired. If it's an organization, if it's a company, you can, you, can, you can make losses. You can lose your business. So you need to keep praying because you have an enemy who never keeps up. And you need to keep praying because you are always depending on God for one for wisdom, guidance, and direction. So there is a way I want us to pray. I'm going to give you three prayers. Number one, I want you to pray. David, in Psalms 90, he said, Help us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I want you to pray, beloved self, that may God help us to see beyond what we are doing today. 
if we are going to make a decision in our career life, even in our ministry, in our families, in our relationships, in our marriages, in our businesses, in our jobs, I want us to pray that may God give us wisdom to consider the cost and consequences to come. In Jesus' mind, then open up the mouth and begin to pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, may you help us, O God, to make right decisions. I pray by your grace and by your power. We are not just going to focus on today. We are not just going to focus on instant gratification. But Lord, by your grace and your power, we are going to make decisions with tomorrow in mind. We are not just going to focus on the short-term benefits. We are also going to focus on long-term consequences. Help us to make wise decisions of God. Help us to love our days as we may gain a heart of wisdom. In Jesus' mighty name. I want us to pray, second class, that the Father of God, Help me to not want to have good ideas. May I begin to implement them. May I not just dream. May I wake up and begin to actualize my dreams and my ideas. Whatever dream, whatever burden you have, whatever you want to do for your family, whatever you want to do for your community, whatever you want to do for this country, whatever you want to do for Africa, the world over. I want you to pray. That the same God who put in you that idea will give you the ability, He will give you the wisdom, He will give you the needed resources. And Jesus then began to pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, you will give me the grace to begin to implement. I will not just have good ideas, I am going to begin to implement that. I am not just going to be dreaming of God. I will actualize my dreams. I will actualize my ideas. In the mighty name of Jesus, give me wisdom, give me power, give me strength of God, benefit of resources, human resources, financial resources. In the name of Jesus, yele bashari ala brosa, anka la bashari yele basato, in the mighty name of Jesus, If Jesus finds them last, but not the least of us pray that the way we are pledged to start with God, we are going to continue with God. If we are saying, God, I'm surrendering my life. In your hands. I want you to pray to say, God, may the rest of my life be in your hands. If you are praying to say, God, I want ministry upon my life to be all about you. I want you to pray to say, You will never compromise along the way. There are some people who are ministry with God, but along the way, the love of money has taken over. The love of material stuff, materialism has taken them away from God. I want you to pray and say, God, nothing will take me away from you. If I am starting with the Spirit, I will be spiritual. I want you to 
make it your prayer to cry. Beloved says, those who compromise, it started gradually. It was a gradual process. They started very well, but they ended up on the way. I want you to pray for the grace of God. Cry, and Father, help me to finish well in life. Help me to finish well in my marriage. Help me to finish well in my business. There are some people that will start very well when they are married. They will be first one, two, three, four, five years, not cheating on their husband or their wife. But after five years, you start cheating on your partner. The Lord says, I want you to pray that may God help you. For many people make bad decisions because they don't finish God. So, King Saul in the Bible, he started very well. He was chosen by God. But he died in a cheap, a pit, and poor death because he chose to disobey God. It's a very good example of poor finishing in the Bible. Judas was one of the twelve privileged disciples of Jesus. He was born because of the love of money. The money he bought, he never even enjoyed it. I want you to pray. He said, Father, help me to finish well. Even as a young person, there are some people who are waiting for you to make that. The fact that no one got married in a straight way in your family, I want you to say, God, that's not my portion. Open up your mouth and begin to pray and still the Lord is living. Father, we pray for our tribe. It's our prayer that you will help us to finish the spirit whatever we start. Help us to never compromise the world. Going to become a reality in the name of Jesus. And 
God will help you to make the right decision. You are not just going to look at today. You will make decisions with a sense of purpose and intelligence. You will not just look at today. You will have tomorrow in your mind. You will not just be excited by instant gratification. You will also look at the implications and the consequences of that. Father, teach us to number our days as we may get a hand of wisdom. There is always a battle on daily basis when it comes to the decisions that we daily make. On our own, Lord, this flesh has got desires. This flesh desires something that is against what your will is for life. Lord, we want to do what is right, even as a nation, but there are forces fighting us. We want to do what is right, even as Christians, but there are forces fighting us. Even as individuals, there is someone listening to me now who wants to make the right decision and change for the better. But the devil keeps taking you back to your addiction. The devil keeps taking you back to that sin. He keeps taking, taking you back to that God that I pray that may God help you to make a decision for the better. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. May you be the one to live and to lead a people of life. May we make right decisions as to benefit our families, our communities, our nation, and make the world a better place. Father, help our young people to make right decisions. Help our parents to make right decisions. Help our leaders to make right decisions. Because everything hinges, everything falls and rises on the quality of decisions that we make. Help us. Help us, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You can clap for the Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You can clap for the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, God send us here in your presence to pray and you'll be able to speak to our lives today. We are not going to be the same in Jesus' name. Father, we pray, we ask of your wisdom, we ask of your power. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. We can preach the Thank you so much. I want us to appreciate the man of God minister that holds the left cup of invitation. We can clap for the man of God. And I think we don't waste much of our time. I want us to go to our feet scripture. The Romans chapter 6, verse 16 and verse 19. We are power of decisions part two today. 
I believe this is going to help all of us. So Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 15 to 15 and verse 19. The Bible says, See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. That's Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 15 and verse 19. We are going to read Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. The Bible says, that God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, over the livestock, and all the world animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed, bearing plant of the face of the whole earth, and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food, and to all the beasts of the earth, and all the birds in the sky, and all the creatures that move along the ground. Verse 31 says, God saw that all he had made, and it was very good. Genesis chapter 2, verse 15 and 17. The Bible says, The Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden. To wake it and take care of it. And the Lord commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. So those are our many scriptures. Deuteronomy chapter 30. We find God saying something profound to you and I. That there is life and death, blessing and cursing. And in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2, we see that God created man. And man was given dominion. In that dominion that God gave to man, one thing that you will observe is the fact that God gave man what we call free will. And now in that free will that was given to man, that's where you find the power to decide, the power to make decisions. So the title of my sharing today is The Power of Decision or The Power of Choices. We are on part two today. Last week I said something that I'm, I'm reminding us even today that our daily life is full of decisions. The average human being makes thousands upon thousands of decisions on a daily basis. That tells you that we make a lot of decisions. Ranging 
from what you are going to put on, what you will eat, where you will go, what you will be doing. Those are, are routine decisions, daily decisions that we make. But then, we also have lifetime decisions. These are decisions to do with maybe what, what you start, what job you take up, who you decide to marry and which church you belong to. Those are some of the very, very, or the most important decisions that we make in our lives. Then if you remember, I shared with us three points, one to three points that will help us to make quality or right decisions in our lives. So let's have a brief recap. Number one, I said, if you are to make right or good decisions, you need to know your weakness. Because no, nobody in this life knows everything. And nobody in this life is good at everything. We are limited in our understanding of things, in our knowledge, in our ability, in our experiences. So there is need for us to be humble. There is need for us to know that we need people. So knowing your weakness will help you to focus on your strength as well as help you to become humble in life. That was point number one. Point number two, I said, you need to choose carefully who you listen to. Proverbs 26, verse 4. The Bible says, for my wise counsel, you will wage your own war. And in a multitude of counselors, there is safety. So here I talked about the importance of people around us. But I was very careful to highlight and to tell us today, in as much as we need people around us to speak into our lives, we need to be careful who we listen to. That's what I emphasize on, because every one of us has a blind spot. We need other people to help us. And I said, people are mirrors in our lives. They help to see better what we can see. There is an angle. They will look at something that is different from how we look at it. And I mentioned that there are certain qualities we need to look at. We need to look at character. Not just going to people to get uh, something from them. We need to look at character. Do they have inspiring character? Because someone that has got a compromised lifestyle will give you compromised advice. And I also said there is need for us to look for the presence of wisdom. You can't just go to someone and ask for advice if they, they have no track record of wisdom. Then number three, I said you also need to look for the ability. In a particular person, are they able to keep secrets? Because people would want to share their personal details with someone that is able to keep secrets. Then lastly, I said, if we are to make right decisions, we must always pray. And we must learn to leave everything to God. We must learn to commit everything to God. 
Because Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, the Bible says there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel is what will stand. Many are the plans of a man, but it is the Lord's will that will stand. So apart from good advice, apart from knowing your weakness, apart from being surrounded by many counselors, there is need for us to pray to God. Why? Because good advice is not always the will of God. Good advice is not godly advice. And I said the majority is not always right. So you need God's approval. Because there are instances where, where even many people that will surround you they will advise you something that is against the will of God. And that is why Jesus prayed. He came to a point where he felt like giving up in the garden of Gethsemane. He said, Father, if it's possible, take away this cup of suffering. By that, how he ended the prayer, he said, Not my will, your will be done. So let's go to three points for today and go to that. We can go to point number four. Is the volume okay? Okay, or is it quite long? Okay. Okay, all right. So let's go to point number four for today. Okay, I think the keyboard can also go up. Point number four for today, if you want to make quality or right decisions, don't just look at the now. Look ahead. So don't just focus on uh, today's enjoyment. Be mindful of tomorrow's consequences. So don't just get excited looking at the now. Consider the cost or consequences of your choice. So if you have to make right decisions, don't just look at today. Look ahead. Why do I say so? Every decision that we make today, every decision that we'll make tomorrow, every decision that we'll make even two, three years from now, has got consequences. Every cause has got effects, and every action has got every action. There is no way we can be deciding and we expect our lives to be full of coincidence. There is no way. Life is not a coincidence. Life is not an accident. Life is made up of the daily choices and decisions. So for every choice, for every decision that you want to make or take, it is important for you and I to ask ourselves whether we are, we are ready to live with the impact or consequences of the choices that we are making. That is what we call wisdom. Wisdom is seen beyond what you're doing. 
So don't, don't just be excited or focus on instant gratification. Because a lot of decisions or choices that we we get to struggle with on a daily basis. They may look so attractive in the short term, but they turn out to have damaging effects in the long term. You might seem as if you are enjoying it in the now, but certain decisions have got damaging effects in the long term. So if you are to make decisions, my point is, don't just focus on the short-term enjoyment. You should also look at the long-term consequences. When David committed adultery with Bathsheba, I believe he only concentrated on, on the enjoyment there. He never looked at the bigger picture. David went ahead to kill Uriah, the woman's husband. But we are able to see that there was a payment to one decision that David made. He did only pay once. He paid many times for one to one decision. The first thing that happened, God said, the child that is going to be born will die. David tried to pray, not only pray, but the Bible tells us he went into a fast. Another sense, let me tell you one thing. Fasting will not twist the arm of God. Fasting will not change God. Fasting is for you. Fasting changes you. I remember two years ago, in not mistaken, we were dealing with that lady, my wife. And she came home and so she told us this was strange because this is somebody that we knew that fasting was very far from our life. So now, from nowhere, she told us now on a fast. And I remember one of the comments I said, I hope she's not pregnant. And in no time we discovered she was pregnant. That people are too dumb, they're too foolish to think if you fast, fasting is going to avoid the pregnancy. Fasting is going to take away the consequences. Don't do that. If you have messed up, just confess your sin. God is going to forgive you. God has got no problem with someone messing up. He has a problem when we try to hide our sin. Proverbs 28, the Bible says that he that confesses their sin will find mercy. But he that hides their sin Will destroy their own lives. So David, on top of that sin he did, he tried to cover his heart. But before Uriah was killed, you and I 
are aware that Uriah was drawn from the battlefield. And when he was withdrawn from the battlefield, Jesus told him, you must be very tired to go and rest at, at your place. The intent was to force Uriah to sleep with the wife. Now the Bible tells us that Uriah was very loyal and disciplined ever desired. So now the child died. The other thing that also happened was there were a lot of problems in his family. The other consequence was that Jacob was poor. You will not build my house because your house are full of what? Blood. The other thing that happened, I'm talking about one thing that David committed. And now there are many consequences. The other consequence was that his wives were given to other men. One of the biggest problems we have in the world today is because of Abraham's poor decision. When he listens to the wife to beget Ishmael, for those of you that know what I'm talking about, praise the Lord, those who are lost, go and read your life. But then you know what? Even Adam, in Romans chapter 5, verse 12, we are taught that through one man's disobedience, sin entered the world. So, if you are going to decide, beloved says, I'm kindly asking you, I'm telling you this, don't just look at the now. Look at the long term consequences that will come. But we are for good news. Through one man's obedience, Jesus decided to submit to the will of God the Father on the cross. And that brought you in the eye salvation. Abraham made a mistake. But then on the other hand, we are taught to believe God. And is a father of faith. So the decisions of life are not to be made in isolation and desperation. You need to take your time because your decisions have got a linkage to the consequences that you will live by in this life. You can never separate the decisions you make from the consequences you face. And I said you can never separate a human being from decisions because our life on a daily basis is made up of the decisions that we make. Today someone may be happy with a bad decision. They may have made in solving a particular problem. It seems like the heroes. Now, don't forget when the dust settles, it touches up. If not catching up with it will catch up with the children. If Abraham knew 
that the counsel or the advice of his wife Sarah was ungodly. He was going to say, Sarah, my wife, I know that you are very nice to me. You love me. You care for our reputation. I know you are so you are so concerned. That's very nice of you. You are the most generous woman I know. But she was taken, and what decision he made has costed the world today. So there is need for us to carefully consider the decisions we want to make at every stage and level of our life. Because your decisions or your choices do not just affect you, they affect even the people around. So don't just focus on today, look ahead. Look ahead. Think about tomorrow. If you have to make right, godly and good decisions, don't just focus on today. That was point number four. Let's go to point number five. Which is our second point for today. Okay, let me not confuse you. Number five. To make quality or right decisions, learn to implement your plan. Learn to implement your plan. Because a dream will remain a dream if you do not wake up and if nothing is done about it. An idea will die as an idea if you don't actualize it. Now, after receiving counsel from others, after knowing your weakness, discovering what you're good at, after praying about it, then you need to make a decision. Do you know that sometimes making a bad decision lies in not making a decision? For example, if you are struggling with which church you want to belong to, then as you are waiting for God to speak, you are just staying at home. Now, not making a decision in that regard becomes wrong. Because staying home will do you little or no good. We need to act. Some people remain at the consideration stage. Some people keep on counting the cost without making a choice to act responsibly and with the courage. These are people that keep going back and forth with confusion around because they are not taking a step. If you want to make right decisions, don't just have good ideas, don't just have good plans, you need to act as well. Because sometimes a delay to act, a delay to do something, will result in lost opportunities. Why do I say so, beloved sense? I'm here to tell you this. 
doors of opportunity do not remain open forever. Some opportunities in life will only come once. Some opportunities, maybe by the grace of God, will come for the second time, the first time, like it was even for Jonah. The Bible says the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. By the grace of God, you may have another opportunity. But my point is this. If you have an opportunity to make a decision today, do not procrastinate. Do not delay. Because time wasted is never recovered. After you have prayed, what are you doing? If you say you have faith, what are you doing to complement or to confess your faith? Because faith without works is dead. Point number six, which is our last point for today. If you are to make right decisions, then you need to continue doing things according to the will of God. If you are to make right decisions, you need to continue doing things God's way. Why do I say so? Don't try to finish in the flesh what started in the spirit. After you have made a choice, always know that every decision, every choice you make has got consequences. If you start your school with God, continue with God. Don't bring in something else along the way. If you if, if you base your foundation for the relationship you are in, for your marriage, for your business, on God, then you must continue with God. A lot of people mess up as they make wrong decisions because along the way where they started with God God is no longer in the picture there are certain people that ask God for a job and God provided that job Now, when you get frustrated along the way, don't just leave that job without praying about it. God is the one who is supposed to tell you to leave. So now, some people who leave, they will stop working when God has not spoken. And these are the people that, for example, even, even those of us that are in ministry, I always tell people one thing that if God has not spoken to you to be a full time ministry, never be a full time ministry. Because you'll find yourself with problems that perhaps you will start kissing God's people. But if God is the one who has instructed you, 
He has got his own way of sustaining you. Even for Abraham, I mentioned he had God. When God told him, I want you to give me Isaac. He was obedient enough to start it off and they were going to the place of sacrifice. Then, as they continued, they came to a place where God spoke to Abraham for the second time. And he said, don't proceed to kill Abraham, I mean Isaac. So it's very important that at every stage of our life, we must always hear God. Don't make an assumption. Don't, do not become familiar with God. The fact that that sermon blessed people somewhere else does not mean to bless people this time. So it's very important for us to always hear God at every stage of our life. Sometimes I know we are faced with fear. But when, you know, when fear wants to creep in, we must always remind ourselves that God has not given us the spirit of fear. When you make a decision, sometimes you will be filled with a lot of uncertainty. But here is what I want you to carry with you as we are about to leave this place. If you are to continue in God, point A, you need to continue living by faith. Because the Bible says without faith, no one can please God. There are people that Imagine if the Bible says without faith no one can please God. It means that a life without faith is a life that displeases God. How do you continue making right decisions if you are always confessing things like I have lost my faith, I have lost hope. Romans 14 verse 23, the Bible says that for whatever we do without faith is a sin. We do not walk by sight, we walk by faith. What moves God is not what you are going through. What moves God is not your tears. What moves God is your faith when you are going through whatever you are going through. So you need to come to terms with the decisions that you are making on a daily basis. Even when you make mistakes, you need to have a positive outlook of what you're going through. You need to maintain your faith confession. I know sometimes we cannot reverse the bad decisions or choices that we have made before, but even when we mess up, we must never lose our faith. We can talk about Abraham, Abraham messed up. But one thing is said in Romans chapter 4, verse 16, 20, faith. Because God is able to turn a hopeless situation to work for our good if we maintain our faith confession. 
if we have our faith in Him. God does not want us to insult Him in the storm. He wants us to call upon Him. Imagine Jesus was sleeping in that boat. They were busy crying. They were busy worried. Being worried with whatever was happening. It, it had to take them, taking a step, calling upon Jesus, waking Him up. Now, in a nutshell, God neither speaks nor slanders. But what we are able to learn from that scenario is that God will not just assume, will not just come through for you if you don't call upon Him. So maintain your faith with God. B, you need to always trust God for the best. Hallelujah. By the grace of God, we believe that God is able to bring out the best out of the worst. We should live every day at a time. We should trust God to guide us to make the decisions that we have made went for a good. So some of the decisions that we make are major. Like I mentioned, who you decide to marry, your career, which church choose to belong to, what business or what job, because these are lifetime decisions. Sometimes your decisions will affect your children, will involve your children. Where you should take them for school. How you want to rent them at. Where you want to stay. Those are very important decisions because sometimes where people stay affects even the upbringing of children. We can do our best to make right decisions, to even advise other people, receiving advice from other people and so much for that. We must above all trust God that when we have done our best, even when we have messed up, God in his power, in his grace and in his mercy will make all things work together for good. It's my prayer that we are not just going to focus on today, we are going to look ahead. The Lord is going to help us. We can please rise to our feet as we pray. Pepper say, Ushu Pakatu no in a perfect day. That I will say, So now let me go through the points I've given you from point one to six. I said number one, if you are to make right, godly or good decisions, you need to know your weakness. Because we are not good at everything, we don't know everything. We are limited in our experiences and our abilities. And number two, I said we should choose who we listen to. Number three, I said we should always pray and learn to commit all to God. 
Number four, I said, if we are to make right decisions, we should look ahead and not just focus on today. We should consider the cost or consequences of our choices and our decisions. Because every decision that we make has got implications and consequences. Number five, I said, if we are to make right decisions, we must not only talk about good decisions, we must begin to act. Because a dream will remain a dream if you don't wake up and do something about it. Ideas will die as ideas if you don't actualize them. So a lot of people have made bad choices in life. Not that they made bad choices, but they could not implement good choices or ideas they had. And number six, I made it clear that if we are to make right decisions, then we must be able to finish in the spirit if we started in the spirit, because whatsoever you receive by prayer, maintained by what? By prayer. Last week I said this. I said, if you were believing God for scholarship and you go to school, it does not mean you stop praying. You will need to keep praying. If you go to second year, you don't stop praying, you keep praying. Even when you graduate, you keep praying because you will need a job. You will need establishment. When you get established for you to keep up with whatsoever you are doing, maybe if it's a job or anything else, you still need to keep praying because you can be fired. If it's an organization, if it's a company, you can, you, can, you can make losses. You can lose your business. So you need to keep praying because you have an enemy who never keeps up. And you need to keep praying because you are always depending on God for what? For wisdom, guidance, and direction. So there is a way I want us to pray. I'm going to give you three prayers. Number one, I want you to pray. David, in Psalms 90, he said, Help us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I want you to pray, beloved, that may God help us to see beyond what we are doing today. If we are going to make a decision in our career life, if in our ministry, in our families, in our relationships, in our marriages, in our businesses, in our jobs, I want us to pray that may God give us wisdom to consider the cost and consequences to come. In Jesus' mighty name, open up your mouth and begin to pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, may you help us, O God, to make right decisions. I pray by your grace and by your power. We are not just going to focus on today. We are not just going to focus on instant gratification. But Lord, by your grace and your power, we are going to make decisions with tomorrow in mind. We are not just going to focus on the short-term benefits. We are also going to focus on long-term consequences. Help us to make 
wise decisions of God. Help us to not our Jesus with a gift and heart of wisdom. In Jesus' mighty name. I want us to pray. Second class. And the Father of God. Help me to not want to have good ideas. May I begin to implement them. May I not just dream. May I wake up and begin to actualize my dreams and my ideas. Whatever dream, whatever burden you have, whatever you want to do for your family, whatever you want to do for your community, whatever you want to do for this country, whatever you want to do for Africa, the world over. I want you to pray that the same God who put in you that idea, who gives you the ability, he will give you the wisdom, he will give you the needed resources. And Jesus said, begin to pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, you will give me the grace to begin to implement. I will not just have a good idea. I am going to begin to implement that. I am not just going to be dreaming of God. I will actualize my dreams. I will actualize my ideas. In the mighty name of Jesus, give me wisdom, give me power, give me strength of God. Take me resources, human resources, financial resources. In the name of Jesus, yele bashari ala brosa, makala bashari yele basato. In the mighty name of Jesus. If Jesus finds them last, but not the least of us to pray, that the way we are pledged to start with God, we are going to continue with God. If we are saying, God, I'm surrendering my life. In your hands. I want you to pray say, God, may the rest of my life be in your hands. If you are praying to say, God, I want ministry upon my life to be all about you. I want you to pray to say, You will never compromise along the way. There are some people who have ministry with God, but along the way, the love of money has taken over. The love for material stuff, materialism has taken them away from God. I want you to pray to say, God, nothing will take me away from you. If I am starting with the Spirit, I will be spiritual. I want you to make it your prayer to try. Beloved says, those who compromise, it started gradually. It was a gradual process. They started very well, but they ended up along the way. I want you to pray for the grace of God. Cry and Father, help me to finish well in life. Help me to finish well in my marriage. Help me to finish well in my business. There are some people that will start very well when they are married. They will be first one, two, three, four, right years, not cheating on their husband or their wife. But after five years, you start cheating on your partner. Beloved says, I want you to pray that may God help you. For many people, may 
that decision because they don't finish God. So, King Saul in the Bible, he started very well. He was chosen by God. But he died in a cheap, a and poor death because he chose to disobey God. It's a very good example of poor finishing in the Bible. Judas was one of the 12 privileged disciples of Jesus. He was born because of the love of money. The money he bought, he never even enjoyed it. I want you to pray. The Father helped him to finish well. Even as a young person, there are some people who are waiting for you to mentor. The fact that no one got married in a straight way in your family, I want you to understand what that's not my portion. Open up your mouth and begin to pray and see what God is doing. Father, we pray for our tribe. That you will help us to finish in the spirit whatever we say. Help us to never compromise Lord, we try to help us to have spiritual characteristics, spiritual businesses, and even spiritual events. As we do this, as we work. Beloved sister, I pray for you in the name of Jesus that you will continue in your spirit. You will finish well in Jesus' name. I pray that your dreams will not die as dreams, your ideas will not die as ideas. You are going to actualize them. You will wake up. They are going to become a reality in the name of Jesus. And God will help you to make the right decisions. You are not just going to look at today. You will make decisions with a sense of purpose and intent. You will not just look at today. You will have tomorrow in your mind. You will not just be excited by Instant gratification, you will also look at the implication and the consequences of the Father, teach us to number our days that we may get a hand of wisdom. There is always a battle of daily verses when it comes to the decisions that we daily make. On our own, Lord, this flesh has got desires. This flesh desire something that is against what your will is for 
Lord, we want to do what is right, even as a nation. But there are forces fighting us. We want to do what is right, even as Christians. But there are forces fighting us. Even as individuals, there is someone listening to me now who wants to make the right decision and change for the better. But the devil keeps taking you back to your addiction. The devil keeps, keeps taking you back to that sin. He keeps taking, taking you back to that God that I pray that may God help you to make a decision for the better. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. May you be the one to heal and to heal the people of the life. May we make right decisions that will benefit our families, our communities, our nation, and make the world a better place. Father, help our young people to make right decisions. Help our parents to make right decisions. Help our leaders to make right decisions. Because everything hinges, everything falls and rises on the quality of decisions that we make. Help us. Help us, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You can clap for the Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you.